Join Hans and Scotty Friday, October 18th. That's just two days away. From noon to three, Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic will be live in studio to discuss an FDA-approved breakthrough and permanent solution for ED with no pills, surgery, or needles. Time now to welcome in Riley Jensen, our college football insider. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Riley, good morning. Good morning, fellas. What's going on? Well, we're confused. That's not surprising. No one's Don't be confused. Okay. You can spell it out for us. You can jump in with whatever game you want. Um, I don't think any of the point spreads Vegas provided for any of the teams were really close to what I would have provided. And so I'm curious. I thought BYU uh, would be an underdog, and they are at five and a half. But the way they've been having teams run the ball on them and Boise State undefeated, I thought that could have been a 10-point spread easy. The Utes, I thought, were going to be about a seven-point spread, but it ends up starting at 12 and a half and then getting bet up to 13 and a half. And your Aggies. 22-point favorites. I thought a couple touchdowns. Nevada's 4-2. and two. They have been blown off the field twice. So uh, any of those surprise you? Jump in wherever you want. The game that uh, appeals to you most or stunned you the most? I think, I think the Utah State one is the biggest surprise to me. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of things that Vegas knows that I don't know. They know about injuries. They know about a lot of things that I somehow I don't seem to be privy to. But... Uh, and then I thought the Utah spread is a little bit is a little bit high, but gosh, you know after the way after the way Tyler Huntley's been playing, I mean I I guess I guess it's not that surprising because I mean this guy is taking care of the football, he's shredding defenses, he's playing authentically. Man, it's been it's been really fun for me to watch his progression under Andy Ludwig. I think it's been fantastic. And then I'm a little. I guess I'm surprised about all of the all all of the spreads a little bit. I thought Boise's would be a little bit higher. Is there really, practically speaking, any way Huntley could play better? I mean, not really, guys. I mean, look, if 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 you would have told me that Huntley would be playing the best out of the three quarterbacks in the state this year, I I probably would have been like, okay, well, what happens? I'd have lots of follow-up questions. There's no question he's playing the best football in the state. He's playing up there with the best players in the country, taking care of the football. I mean, I mean, this is like this is kind of like the dreams of Kyle Whittingham, where a quarterback plays efficiently and doesn't throw interceptions, right? Yeah. Like this is like the best case scenario for Kyle. But I think there's two things that have happened. One thing that is really important understand about Andy Ludwig is he's very buttoned down in as far as where your eyes are supposed to be, who you're supposed to be reading, and and where you're supposed to throw the ball. And I I think that this is probably the first time that Tyler Huntley has felt this kind of confidence in an offensive coordinator where there's there's clear concepts and there's clear ideas about where he's supposed to go with the ball. And I think it's allowed him to play authentically, which to me means he runs the ball when he's supposed to run the ball. He throws it when he's supposed to throw it. And he's not fearful now about throwing the ball to the read because he knows he's making the right read. And if you miss the read, no big deal, right? But if, you, but if, you, if you're going to the right read all the time and you're accurate, you're going to have big games like he did on, on Saturday. 
So do you think he's making the receivers better? Are the receivers making themselves better and helping him out? And I'll, I'll go to one play in particular. I think if he throws that touchdown pass to Samson Nakua a year or two ago, and not just to Nakua, but to any Utah receiver, I'm not sure they make that play. He threw it. It was a little safer. It was outside. It required the guy to twist and go get it, but it kept it away from the defensive back. It's fourth down. It's a big play in the game. It's a touchdown. It's kind of a backbreaker there. And Nakua made the catch, and it was a good catch. In the past, would someone have made that catch for him, even if he threw the ball that well? Well, I, I think the wide receivers are going to I mean, if you're talking about Nakua from two years ago compared to now, I think I think he's he's a different maturity. And and you know, the other thing that starts to happen when the offense is is humming along efficiently is you feel like as a wide receiver, hey, if he's throwing to me, it's because I'm open. You know, and sometimes receivers can't see behind themselves. Generally, all receivers think they're wide open all the time, <laughs> but but the truth is is some of them know that they're not wide open all the time. They just want a chance to go make a play. But when when you when when you're talking about the play that you're talking about, Nakua knows that he's open. He knows that he's throwing it to a place where he's not going to get blown up. He catches the ball because he's like, I can dive here, and there's not going to be a problem. And I thought it was, I just I. I am so I, – I, I'm not shocked. The word's not shocked because I've always thought Tyler Huntley had arm talent, and I always thought that he had um, really, really good feet. I just felt like he was always confused about when he was supposed to use his feet and when he was supposed to use his arm. And the clarity that Andy Ludwig has brought to him has just been phenomenal to watch. And it's really fun to watch Tyler Huntley become the quarterback that I think everybody thought he could be and that everybody hoped he could be because he was playing at an extremely high level. And then all of a sudden, the receivers are, are starting to look around going, dude, this guy's 11 for 11 in the first half. You know, they want to make plays for him because they know that he's going to get more and more opportunities to throw as he keeps succeeding like this. And then they're excited because they're like, gosh, let's do this. And then you bring Moss back into the equation, and he's making plays where he breaks the tackle at the line of scrimmage and runs 91 yards. I mean, I think Utah's tough to stop right now. I mean, if they keep playing at this level, and I know it's Oregon State, and I know that, you know, you can make a ton of excuses, but it's still a Pac-12 football team. It's still a college football team. And they're, they're coming out, and it feels like Utah's doing what they're supposed to do in each game. So you really don't give Alabama or Clemson a chance against the Utes, do you? Well, honestly, when, when, when you have a quarterback playing at this kind of level, if, if they can win out, uh, I mean, hopefully they get in the playoff. I think they'll, they'll give both of those teams all kinds of problems. Okay, you realize I was joking, though, Riley, don't you? No, he doesn't. I realize that's what? I was joking with that one? No. I, I, I <laughs> I'll realize, tell you no. I totally realized you were joking, <laughs> okay. and I and I upped your joke and okay. said, okay, okay, okay. I think these guys actually could play with those teams. I'm not so, saying they wouldn't. that those teams wouldn't have a chance, but – God, when you play know. efficient football the way Utah <laughs> is playing, and you, and you can run the ball the way Utah's running the ball, and you and you have the defense that they've always had, that, I mean that spells success in a championship type format. So yes, I knew you were joking, and I took your and I went with it. And Riley got his game face on this morning, against, didn't he? Instead of against it. That's hey. That's why we pay him the big money, man. Bring it, Riles. Bring it. <laughs> He's coaching high school. Playoffs are right around the corner. It's time to play ball, man. Not this a guy, kid. Jeez, you got your fingers in yeah. the dirt right now, don't you? 
Hey, hey, no, well, I'll tell you what I'm. I'll tell you what I'm all geek face about is this stupid RPI, man. No wonder coaches in the, in their college football are freaking kicked off all the time. The RPI is a joke. <laughs> He's a, he, he, he's a little honorary this morning. I like it personally. Oh, I am, dude. I am. I I'm like serious, it. man. That, the high school RPI is the biggest joke of a system I've ever heard of. But anyway, we'll, we'll save that for another like one-off RPI, RPI podcast somewhere that I can rant about. There you go. So I'm looking at today's football, you know, and I can recall speaking to Robbie Bosco telling me on multiple occasions when he got to BYU, he thought, all right, see you two years from now. And it had nothing to do with the church mission. It was as far as getting out on the field to be a starting quarterback. And we look at SC, we look at ASU, the kid actually in Arizona is a freshman. He's played well, pushing Tate. Why do you think freshmen particularly first-year freshmen, are able to jump out on the field and have success when, in a bygone era, it wasn't even conceived that it would possibly happen. Mountain West Elite <laughs> Camp, that's the reason, isn't it, Riles? Mountain yeah, yeah, West absolutely. Elite Camp, absolutely. am I right? Mountain West Elite, yeah. Let, let's, let's talk about that for a second. No, here's, what I, here's what I think. First of all, I think high school coaches are doing a better job of running what the colleges are running. Especially I mean, the offensive they, coordinator they, at Alta, am I right? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. That, no, I'm not trying to give myself a pat on the back. I think that's true. Like all around the state of Utah, the teams that I see say playing see playing outside of the state of Utah, they're running major college concepts in high school. Then you throw in the fact that there is all of these camps and and, and like pylon seven on seven camps. Well, these kids are getting more reps than they've ever gotten before on being able to throw the ball around, understand where the moving parts are on the defense. And so they're just more college-ready when they get there. And I think guys like Robbie Bosco and guys like Steve Young and, um, you know, you go down the list, all those guys were really, really good athletes. They just hadn't had enough reps when they were in high school of, of throwing the ball down the field. And once they got enough reps, they were ready to step in. And so – it is a different world, but I do think that there's still an adjustment. And I think part of the reason why freshmen are freshmen get to play a little bit more is some of these coaches are afraid they're going to leave, and they realize what kind of talent they are. But if, if you go down the list, and I'm talking about these freshman quarterbacks that are playing against Utah State, against BYU, and I mean, you look at Jaden Daniels, he's six of sixteen in the red zone with only one touchdown. Right? You look at. Hank Bachmeyer up at, at, at Boise State, he's a freshman. He's 8 of 27 in the red zone. And I don't know if Carson Strong's going to play or not for Nevada. He's kind of been in and out. But he's 11 for 27 in the red zone. So there's still there's adjustments. And if you look at Zach Wilson you know, at BYU and you look at his adjustment from freshman to this year and what his stats are in the red zone, there's still things that are still hard to do as a freshman. And so – when you're talking about college football, it's still an advantage to have a senior quarterback starting. It's still a huge deal that Tyler Huntley is, you know, has had all of these experiences and can have that behind him to win football games. So, although these freshmen are playing at a high level and they're competing high level, high percentage of passes, there's still things that they have to learn, like how to throw the ball in the red zone, how to finish out a game when you're in your four minute offense how to run a two-minute offense and, and be successful. So there's when you, when you look at these freshmen that are playing, they're playing really well within the context of the game, but there's certain situational parts of the game that they still struggle with. 
Riley Jensen joining us, our college football insider. And if you didn't know, he is the Alta High offensive coordinator, and he does run the Mountain West Elite Camp. So He's the Alta male. That's what he is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Riley, never make that noise on the radio again, ever. Well, if you're the Alta male, you can. No. You, hey, you, really you know what's, what's the drop that Jake plays all the time? <laughs> you are. <laughs> Give him my uh, Jaden Daniels Cajon High line. Jaden Daniels, the way he's playing, the way he's leading game-winning drives at Michigan State, at home, uh, against, uh, well, I guess also on the road at Cal, yeah. and then uh, at home this past week, uh, you know, to pull out another win against Washington State. He didn't go to Cajon High. He went to Cajonas High. He's an alpha male. There it is. <laughs> all right, so all seriousness uh, aside, what uh, what is Kyle Whittingham? What is Morgan Scally? You know those two are sitting down thinking, all right, we got a freshman quarterback here. It's a big game. How are we going to mess with this guy? What can we show him that he hasn't seen before and bait him into a couple of big mistakes? Well, I think I, – I mean, just based on the statistics that I told you, there's there's – there's two things that are going on. So he only has 16 throws inside the red zone. That means the coaches for Arizona State realize that he's not great inside the red zone, so they're going to try and run the ball. I think inside the red zone, there's no question that they are going to load the box and they're going to make him throw the ball and make big throws in the red zone against the University of Utah. That's, that's if they get there. And then I think the other key to the game, and I think, Everybody talks about third down conversions, and they talk about, oh, you know, he completes 60% of his passes on third down, but that's usually a result of a really first down play. And so I think, I think what the University of Utah thinks is if we can play good, sound, fundamental football on first down, cause some completions, cause some confusion for him on first down, so they can't just, you know, get in you know, ahead of the chains type of thing then we're going to have a better chance when he's in third and 10, he's in third and seven plus to be able to, to be able to make plays. Now, that doesn't mean that he hasn't made those plays. He's done a pretty good job, but the, the real win is on first down. Can you stop their run on first down? Can you stop them from getting a, a high percentage completion on first down and maybe make him go to a second and third reason? I think that's always key with a freshman quarterback. Freshman quarterbacks are usually pretty good because they can go from number one to number two. Freshman quarterbacks are not as good at getting to their number three read and really hurting you. So I think University of Utah will be trying to push him to his second and third reads on first down. And if they can win first down, it puts them in a good situation. Arizona State's a tough team. And Arizona State's a team that has always given the University of Utah problems. Down on Morgan Scally and, and Kyle Whittingham, like really selling that that piece of information right there. Like, this is a team that has given us problems, and we have got to play well this week. This is not a team that you can underestimate. They'll be selling the fact that they're ranked 17th, 18th in the country, and that, you know, they need to be ready to go. And I think it's not going to be hard to motivate them right now. That's what's at stake. And I think, I think you'll see the University of Utah play well this Saturday. So when you were talking about the red zone, you were talking about, you mentioned, if they get there. I hadn't really yeah. thought of ASU not being able to get to the red zone. 
against the Utes. And then you were talking playoffs earlier. Now, I picked the Utes to go 10-2 and at the start of the season. PK's now up to it. He thinks 11-1 is in play and as likely as 10-2, and maybe even more likely than 10-2. and So you're talking to two guys who have a pretty high opinion of this team, but think, given that, that we don't have a high enough opinion of this team? No, I have a high opinion. I'm not, when I was saying if they get to the red zone, I wasn't saying that they won't score. I, Arizona State feels like a team that can score some points from outside oh, the okay. red zone. Okay, I see what you're getting. Yeah, so, right. so there might be some time. So I, I'm just saying I don't know how many how many instances there's going to be where they're in the red zone. Okay. So this is a team that's exciting. University of Utah's team plays really, really good, sound, fundamental man-to-man defense, but we've seen that. Every once in a while, I mean, USC took advantage of that man-to-man defense. And, you know, every single team in the Pac-12 has athletic wide receivers. So I think some of those guys could get away. Do I think Do I think that this team could go 11-1? Do I think they could make a run to the championship? If they play like they've played, and if, if Moss can stay healthy and Huntley can stay healthy, yes, absolutely. I think this is a team that could make a run. And, and really make a run even into like a playoff scenario. Now, they're on the outside looking in at that, and there's some things that would have to fall their way for them to get there. But truthfully, when you're, when you're playing in these big conferences, when you're playing in a P5 conference, you have to think to yourself, I want to be playing championship-type football. The, 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 the RPI, the different things that come together for you – some of those things are out of your hands. But if you're playing championship football, that's all that you can do. And then you end up in the Rose Bowl and playing in the Rose Bowl and playing really well and winning the Rose Bowl, then then you say, hey, we've really built on where we were going. We were playing championship football. We feel like we could play everybody in the country. It didn't work out as far as RPI. We slipped up early against USC. But this is a program that's going in the right direction, no question about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I agree. Thank you, Riley. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Riley Jensen, he's here every week on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz wrap up the preseason tonight. They host the Portland Trailblazers. You can watch the game on TV. AT&T Sportsnet. It's a home game. You can be Vivid Smart Arena for the tip-off at 7 o'clock. And the pregame show starts here on the radio on the Zone Sports Network at 6 o'clock. Rams trade two first-round picks in 2021 and 2020, along with a 2021 fourth-round pick to the Jaguars to acquire all-pro corner Jalen Ramsey. Rams also trading corner Marcus Peters to the Ravens for linebacker Kenny Young in an undisclosed draft pick. Major League Baseball, the Washington Nationals are going to the World Series for the first time in franchise history. They sweep the Cardinals 7-4. Cardinals never led in the series. Howie Kendrick is the NLCS MVP. The Nationals now wait for either the Astros or the Yankees. Astros lead two games to one after a 4-1 win yesterday. Game four in New York starts at 6 o'clock. You can watch it on FS1. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Syringa Networks. Verizon customers, if you were recently notified that some of your telecommunication services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks. Syringa is Utah's fastest-growing premier telecommunications provider. They have a full range of services. Call them today at 385-420-7881. That number again, 385-420-7881. That's Syringa Networks. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? 
What did I tell you going into the season when we had that conversation about if the Jazz would take a step back defensively? Don't expect the defense to be at its peak when the season starts. It's going to take a minute. I think there is some adjusting. These guys are having to learn. Even the veteran players are having to learn new stuff. They have to break old habits. But here's the bright side. In the past, if the defense wasn't lights out, the Jazz were losing because they didn't have the offense to keep pace. Offensively now, they're so much more capable that they have some room for error. So don't panic if the defense takes a step back when this season starts. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Join the Big Show Friday from 3 to 6 at Supply Link, 576 West, 800 South in Bountiful. All right, Life O'Reilly on Wednesdays. It's also Win Tickets Wednesday, so we got that coming up. Stay tuned. We've got tickets to give away here in just a few minutes, and you're going to want to be part of that. we got tickets to see Guns N' Roses, so stay tuned. Life O'Reilly, we have Riley Nelson and Riley Jensen on. Riley Jensen is very high on the Utes right now. As he should be. A little surprised that the Cougars are not bigger underdogs than five and a half points, which I'd agree with him on that on. I thought it was going to be uh, more than a touchdown, maybe in the 10-point region, but it's five and a half. And then we had Riley Nilsson on, and he was talking about what could be done at BYU. You were intrigued by a tweet you saw last night, and you saw some ex-athletes and coaches responding to it as well. Kind of the structural stuff at BYU that could be improved. I don't know that they're interrelated. I've just seen stuff out there I don't they're not responding to any particular tweets they're just voicing their opinions that it doesn't seem like things are being done and I think a lot of it is that Kalani has a ton of support everybody loves the guy nobody wants to see him get canned and so people ex-players guys who have relationships with are, him are rallying right. around him with the team sitting at two and four at there's mid-season. no question that that's yeah. it I think the the entire university needs to take a look at itself and ask what can it be done what works for me what can be done to help the team be more successful because whatever you did in the 70s and 80s and 90s and the 2000s and up until 2011 it doesn't really matter that's all ancient ancient history you're talking to 17 year old recruits Anything over 10 years ago, there's no chance they're going to... Well, the world changed dramatically around BYU. BYU hasn't changed a lick, but everybody else has changed. And what can they do to help the program? Are they doing everything that they can do? I think the answer is no. That's what these ex-players are talking about. And, you know, we say some of them get on there and they pop off and whatnot, and they're not really held accountable for their tweets or their comments because they don't have any direct connection with BYU. Riley Nelson has direct connection. He wants to continue to do the football games, so he's sort of on the payroll, and he's sort of a representative of the university, and if he says something that is inappropriate, he would get the job taken away from him. But we ask him, is the university doing everything that it can do to help the football program? As you look around the landscape of college football, if they want to be successful at the level that they've been successful in the past, it's going to require greater commitment because it is an utter arms race from coaching staffs and what you're paying them, from the resources that you allocate to recruiting, to the facilities that you use to attract and retain those recruits, to ancillary services like nutritionists and special weight training and speed coaches. And BYU has all those things, but they kind of have the minimum acceptable standard of all those 
those things. And the teams that are having success are going above and beyond. So I, there does need to be a, a greater commitment. Now, actually putting that forth, I don't know what that entails, and I also don't know what the likelihood uh, of it is. So there's Riley's take on it. They've put their foot into the brave new world, but they're walking into it and everybody else is running into it. Yeah. And spending massive amounts of money. Right. And the old way, well, that's not the way we do things. Okay, fine. Then this is the result you're going to get for not doing the way or changing the way you do things. So what's the solution then? I think the solution then... And they'll get into a P5 if a P5 came calling. They'll take it, I would, most, I would assume. Uh, I think what they can do to make it easier on the football team, and I don't know that they can do it now because they've got schedules lined up, but really seriously downgrade the schedule. The schedule is upgraded the next two years. I think the schedule the next two years is tougher than the schedule they're facing this year. Then you get out beyond that, there's still a chance to... I guess you could buy your way out of games the next two years, so you, I mean, it's not impossible. But there's still games to be scheduled three and four years out. Yeah. But if you thought this year was hard, there's more Power 5 games in a row. And I think we've seen over time depth, certainly at quarterback, but at other positions too. Depth's been a factor, and the more bigger, stronger, faster teams you play, it seems like the odds, you can get hurt in any game, but the odds of getting... Injuries and testing your death is just going to go up. Yeah, and they've got problems there. And so let's, yeah, let's fire Kalani and let's replace all the assistant coaches. Let's jump right back into that, do it again, and hope the next guy, who probably doesn't have any head coaching experience, because they rarely do at BYU till they get the job, hope the next guy somehow strikes lightning. So the music stopped, and you're sitting in a chair, so we pick you. I mean, who out there is going to just light it up? Who out there has extensive Division One head coaching experience that you could bring in? I'm all for it if you can get better. But I also just completely and totally despise changing coaches for the sake of changing coaches and hoping that something else is going to be better no, just because. We've seen teams do that, and it rarely works. I hate that. At any <laughs> level, I hate that. Well, you're just if you chasing have your justification, tail. Yeah. go ahead. You're chasing your tail. And you're Drives hoping. Drives me nuts. And you're hoping. All right, let's go to the phones. Matt, you know him as Catholic, Matt. Matt, good morning. What's up? Matt, me. come on. Woo! <laughs> All right. Styling and profiling, baby. <laughs> what do you got? It's a crispy 47 degrees down here in Utah County. I love it. What I got is this. The point is, is I get it. You got to deal with the honor code. You got to deal with administration. You got all these hoops that these guys have got to jump through. It's been said and said and said into what you said earlier, BK. So we're blue in the face talking about it. I'm done. So Okay, who cares? I don't care anymore about that crap. All right? If they're not going to do anything about it, it is what it is. But what they can change and what they should have changed, Kalani, speaking of Kalani, is, is the way they run their defense. All right? 
you got USF running the ball eight, ten, eleven straight runs in the second, in the third quarter, coming out of half, and they just ran the ball right down their freaking throat. Yep. You can change that. You can get players to fight harder. You can teach technique. You can teach schemes to stop the run, to, to stack the box instead of having a three or four man front. All right, you can teach that. You can't. You you don't. You don't need to lose to teams like Toledo and USF, uh, Utah State's of the world. At least not two years in a row. Maybe once in a while. But you can beat these teams, these so-called G5 teams. I don't expect them to beat Utah every year. I don't expect them to beat Wisconsin every year. I don't expect them to beat USC. And if they get one here and there, they catch lightning in the bottle and do it, great. All right? Hallelujah. But they should be competitive with these G5 teams that they are that they are scheduled with. And you know what? If people are going to laugh at this next comment, and that's cool. I get it. But, you know, there's a team out in Virginia called Liberty that they could come in and they could punch BYU in the mouth and be like that UMass lost two, three years ago when UMass came here. Dude, Matt. it is not. It, it can happen, man. Liberty. And, and, that's, and that's where fans, I think, want to see the change. If you're not, if you're going to do the stupid same schemes week in and week out, then they want to see a change. They're going and to the lose problem with Bronny is he's too freaking loyal. He's too loyal to Tuiaki. If Bronco was here, that D coordinator would have been gone. Or that offensive coordinator would be gone. All right. Changes would be made. Well, I don't have any problem making changes on the staff. And that can come from above. Tom Homo can order Kalani to make changes. That's been done in this world before in, in coaching. You're basically told this is what you need to do. So, and, and if they continue to be that deficient on the ground or defending their run game, I, yeah, I'm all for it. Because that's that drive that he speaks of, Matt speaks of, just running the ball at will, basically. And, and, and as Riley Nelson said, they had no possibility of throwing the ball. There's no reason to. They're yeah. just going to line up. They're going to run them. They thought they can push them off the That's line of scrimmage. Yeah. This isn't Alabama, Clemson, or Utah. And it just, is and you're getting, South Florida. You're getting shoved around. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. just getting shoved around. Thanks for the call, Matt. Uh, but you can't lose to Liberty. I mean, what are you telling me next? They're going to lose to Justice? You've got to give me Liberty and Justice. You have to. I have to have both of those. Do you agree? If they lose to Liberty... There is no justice. And they lose to justice, I mean, you're going to lose them all. I mean, that's liberty and justice for all right there. Yeah, yes. just it's over. You cannot lose to liberty and justice. You can't have that. This Where's is not Justice University a... located? I don't think there is one. Amherst? That's not the point. Amherst? Sure, why not? Oh, UMass is going to serve as justice. <laughs> if you lose to liberty, give me death. <laughs> Give me Thanks. <laughs> Patrick Henry, right? <laughs> All right, on that note, DJ and PK, when we come back, it's a win tickets Wednesday. We got tickets to see Guns N' Roses, so get ready. Don't call now. Yach will just hang up on you. And you know what? Yach loves to do that. Don't make Yach happy. I don't like hanging up on you people. You do, too. You have rules, and when people break the rules, you drop the hammer. That is hammer. Point, yes. See?
So it's not time to call yet, but it will be shortly. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Tickets to Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Not in this lifetime tour. Outrageously successful. I'm going to catch a nap during the break here. It's coming to Vivid Smart Home Arena on Tuesday, October 29th. Get ready to rock. Reunited rock icons Axel, Slash, and Up make their unbelievable return. Set to perform 150-plus shows for over 5 million fans in stadiums, arenas, and as part of festivals worldwide. Tickets are on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. And you can win a couple of them right now. This is your chance to win tickets. Win. It's a win ticket Wednesday. 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 Caller number 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE. And you'll win tickets right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 855-340-ZONE right now. Caller number 12. Two tickets to Guns N' Roses. October 29th. Good luck. You'll need it. You will need it. There's a lot of people calling trying to be Caller 12. You will actually need good fortune right now to get through, let alone be Caller 12. Guns Control and Roses? That's not the name of the band. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to be politically correct here. Jeez. And I'm looking at the rivals' rankings, and I scorned Liberty. Yes. And right now, Liberty is ranked 81st. They're in a tie with ASU and BYU. Now, that ASU is Arkansas Arkansas State. State University. (laughs) Yes. Sitting there at 99th. Guess who's 99th? This is the top 100. Guess who's 99th? 99th. UNLV. New Mexico. UNLV is tied for 99th. Aha! I win again. So, yes. Guess who they're tied with? Uh, I would say uh, Toledo. Toledo's 95th. (laughs) Dang it. I'm doing pretty well at this game, though. You'll never get it. Oh, I won't? No. Never. UMass. No, UMass is going to be like 120, 125. 
Yeah, I don't see them on here. Who is it? Utah. Really? Yeah. They are eight spots behind Western Kentucky. And this is for? The rivals. Actually, UMass is 88th. Uh, rivals, top 100 in recruiting. For, for okay, but I meant Class for this. 2020. 2020, okay. Yeah. Northern Illinois is 75th. Boy. Bowling Green. That uh, Utah coaching staff better get it going. What? SC is 64th. What has happened? Yeah. Does Rivals know their stuff? I don't know. I don't follow it. But, <laughs> I mean, Kyle will tell you they've got missionaries that are coming back that aren't re- included into that stuff. So if you're into that, but it just seems like Utah never scores that well on that stuff. Whenever I see their rankings, it seems like they're 43rd or something like that. Clemson, Ohio State, their numbers one and two, of course. Shocking. Where's Bama? Fourth. Okay. Behind LSU. And Texas round out the top five. The first uh, Pac-12 team is Oregon at 11th. Washington at 17. Cal at 25. Stanford at 26. <laughs> Utah's 99. ASU at 34th. So ASU oh would gosh. be fifth. My ASU. Kyle better be right about the returning missionaries. Colorado, 36. Because otherwise, gosh, Rivals has just got these guys losing by like 40 points every week. Yeah, they don't have a lot of commitments. I think that they only have uh, six so really great amount is incomplete. But he may not have a lot of scholarships to offer, depending on the missionaries coming back. And, and I can't keep figure track out. all those missionaries. I'm sure uh, they obviously right. can. Sure. But who knows? And they've got to uh, – then Kyle also have to figure out how many scholarships does he really have coming available, how many guys are going to leave early for the NFL. Well, I think they'll have one leave early for the NFL. And then you got to factor in who will transfer looking for playing time. Jalen Johnson will leave – for the NFL. Circle that. As he told us yesterday. Right. We'll be playing that interview later in the week. Why would I stay? I don't know, Jalen. <laughs> you got me, man. <laughs> what a story that kid He had is. a plan. 21 units he's taken yeah. off-season, 18 in-season, go-to-work, summer are you, school. Are you having the traditional uh, college experience? Nope. <laughs> he didn't want one. No. Came here for business. No, he had a he had a plan in high school. He was going to make the NFL. It wasn't a hope. It wasn't a dream. There was a plan, and he was going to leave with a degree. So, and you know what was funny? All that stuff. But I asked him, uh, "Are you surprised that the team was winning to the level it's winning?" And he said, "Well, he didn't really come here to win." He said, "It's great. Yeah, you want to win, but he came here to be a better football player, so that he could play in the NFL." Yeah. And he knows they put in DBs. Yeah. And he knew that when he was coming in here, he could play as a freshman because they lost a bunch of guys that particular season. And so it was all about coming in here, playing, and going to the NFL, getting a, getting a degree, not totally blowing off the college experience, nope. if, academically speaking, socially speaking, that's he's, where, he's that's not what he's really had, interested in that right that's now. That's where he's had to give up. Yeah. There's too many hours in the weight room. There's too many hours in team meetings. There's too many hours of film and too many hours taking... I, mean, I never took 21 units. You ever take 21 units? Yeah, spread over three semesters. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, you took 21 units, but not got, at the same time. I got to time. my 125. <laughs> not at the same time. It took me a number of years, and that number was not three. 
So good for him, man. It's a great story. All right, you'll hear that interview later in the week. DJ and PK coming up. BYU 2-4, and four, stuck in the mud. What can be done? And the Utes, what has to be done to get to 6-1? and one? Man, how will people feel on Monday morning if we're coming in here and the Utes are 6-1? and one? What will that sound like? We'll get to all that coming up. Stay with us.